Bills fans, you know what it is. A federal report. And this is the motherfucking podcast. What the fuck? Testing one two one two. Uh, let me see. Where's that guy's number? Observing report. We look for numbers, nigga. Looking for numbers. Hello, is this Andy? Yes, sir, this is Andy. Hey, Andy, this is Deuce, uh, Jasmine's friend from Observing Report. How are you doing? I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Um, not only just for this interview, but uh, like I said in the uh, text message, I've been going to Summer Night Lights for a long time. I stay in South L.A. We used to go to the one on uh, in uh, South Park. And, uh, and um, you know, it was a lot of good memories, but I always liked, like I said, the way that, that you guys got down. I liked the way that it was safe. I liked the, the, the outreach. I liked the way the kids had jobs. I just liked everything about it. So fast forward to find out Jasmine was working with, with the guys and, and doing this. I was like, man, I, I want in. I want to I wanna do something to help. Even with the COVID-19 thing going on, it's good to see that you guys are still out there in the community, still giving, and I just want to spread the word. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for for, for the opportunity to speak, uh, speak about um, a program that is so impactful in so many ways that is definitely changing the lives of, of many young kids, families, and and young adults uh, to be able to have jobs in the summer. So, very happy for that. I mean, especially at this time right now. So, you got kids working right now, too, right? So, uh, you mean for the summer, right? Right, yeah, for the summer. Yeah, so, um, so th- this summer is actually looking a bit different at least, uh, as it relates to some of that life. And so, uh, due to COVID and all the um, social distancing rules and, and restrictions, um, something the life has, has taken also a toll in the direction of safety and, and precaution. And so, um, uh, what this year, what people can expect is is a is a, is a virtual online kind of experience for youth and families to continue uh, that tradition that we've so had for for so many years since 2008 okay. since it launched. Um, and and so um, and we also have a an option for people who can register at the Hold on for a second. Let me, let me uh let me bring you up to speed now. All right, because I got questions for you and all that stuff. Don't worry about it. I'm not recording right now. This is just a uh, just chopping it up with you right quick. I'm setting up everything. Um, we're gonna start in a few seconds. I just wanted to just introduce myself and uh just off record, just like hey hey bro, thank you, seriously, thank you. Um, black and brown people need to know that events like this and um 
organizations like this do exist because as you know, especially in South LA, uh, uh, um, Boyle Heights, you know, they're very selective sometime on what gets told to us. You know, you might see it on a little tiny flyer, but if you're, you know, if you got your life going on, a lot of people don't see it. So when I saw that you guys were taking the online route and that's uh, Jasmine that posted it on her Instagram, I just did the next best thing uh, and posted it on mine and I wanted to keep it going. And uh, since my podcast does reach a couple of people, I wanted to go ahead and at least uh, get it out there. So the questions that I was going to ask you are really basic, Andy. I'm not trying to go too deep. I don't want to know about the politics of everything. I just want uh, just basic just basic questions just so people can get the feel of the program, what it's about, what you guys are bringing to the table, like you talked about with the safety of the COVID-19. And not only that, but like I do want you kind of to in, 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 uh, go in a little bit in, in depth about how not only is it safe for that, but also when they do, when if they do go back to having it back in the park, I don't know how it's going to be the same after all this, but if they ever go back, we all go back to get, hanging out in the park like normal, how it is a safe... <laughs> how it is a safety net for gangsters. And, you know, I've been to them, like I said, and I've seen guys just chill out. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's kids here. Not only, and then once everybody's kids here, it's a good time. Nobody's really trying to fight. Nobody's really having a beef. Everybody's really trying to get on the karaoke machine or trying to play somebody in 2K. So, you know, it's pretty much that. But, yeah, let me get into these questions. I don't want to hold up too much of your time. Uh, expound on them as much as you like. It's just going to be like a basic conversation. Um... Uh, for for the record, uh, if you like, would you like to give your last name? Uh, yeah, it would be uh, Andy Rodriguez. Andy Rodriguez. All right, that's what's up. Um, and you work with Summer Night Lights uh, as? Yeah, so I'm uh, so I I am the gang prevention director at, at the Breezy uh, Foundation, a, a nonprofit organization, youth center located in Koreatown, offering academic. Um, um, gang prevention, um, higher ed uh, services for for young adults and, and families, and so, um, so yeah, we we partner up with Summer Night Lights every single year um, to provide quality programming for youth and families, um, so that they can stay safe, they can they can have a great time, and uh, they can enjoy themselves and 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 rekindle those those family strengthening bonds that that we often so remember when we were kids. Uh, now, who is Summer Night Lights Nights for? Um, I'm sorry. Who is Summer Night Lights for exactly? Uh, some of the community that you guys uh, reach out to. Sure. So, um, so Summer Night Lights is a very interesting program because it was born out of a, a sort of a measure to to uh, address gang uh, gang crime. And so um, um, we have SNL at 32 parks as of as of 2020, uh, and so, um, but it's, it's really addressed for, 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 for areas that have historically have had um, uh, high gang crime areas, and so, um, but, but anyone is welcome, you know, anyone's welcome, um, youth and families, uh, most importantly, um, people from the community, even gang members can actually join in on the fund, and so this is really intended to, um, to really uh, have people stay, stay positive, um, stay engaged and to uh, reduce the, the violence that that for so many years uh, during the summer um, basically uh, hits uh, mm -hmm. uh, and impact our community. Yeah. 
people, a lot of people don't uh, understand the background of living in Los Angeles, that our summers are like notoriously known for being high violent, high death summers uh, between between new uh, recruits, between people getting out of out of jail or out of uh, prison facilities and nothing to do. It's hot. Uh, the pools close at six. There's nothing to do. Everybody just running around. And so when I saw Summer Night Lights um, living in South L.A., uh, by South Park. That's the exact same thing I saw. I, saw. I was telling you early, for one of the funniest things I saw was cats rushing to the microphone to sing karaoke. You know, I'm talking about some tough-looking characters <laughs> with, some, with some not good voices, but everybody's really being cool about it because it's time to take your turn. And I'm just watching the community vibe. And I'm watching people play handball. I learned how to play handball uh, actually up at Summer Night Lights. Keep it 100. So, <laughs> um, um, Now, how long have you been a part of uh, Summer Night Lights? Well, I've been a part of Summer Night Lights since... Uh, 2013, um, so it's, it's seven years, going on to eight years strong, and so uh, located here in Koreatown, uh, when we first started Summer Lights, it was at Lafayette Park, which is um, about like a mile, point five away from downtown Los Angeles, and now we currently service Normandy Park, um, which is actually, uh, I want to say, closer to about USB area. I know where that is. Um, yeah. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, so it's, it's been it's been seven years going on strong. Absolutely, brother. Wow, wow. So, um, so with with all these parks, because I, I was thinking about that because I was thinking about Lafayette Park and Normandy Park, and thinking about where all these parks are. And as a young African American kid that's actually and that lived in those areas, I remember it kind of being like the one place you could go because Koreatown is very urban. There's not a lot of places to play as a kid, so. Lafayette Park, Normandy Park, those parks were like essential to a brother's survival, going to go meet friends, even rapping. And I, I see a lot of MCs of those places. So it's good to see that you guys are actually going to these communities and actually bringing the people out. Because like I said, before I moved into South L.A., I stayed in Koreatown. I stayed in uh, Mid Wilshire. I stayed everywhere on them, in those sectors. So I definitely... I definitely caught caught a feel of that. That's why I'm doing the podcast because I want those kids to be able to know that you guys are everywhere that kids are that a park is. If there's a park and it's summertime, then you guys are somewhere in that area. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what made you want to want to work with Summer Night Lights? Well, uh, that's a that's that's a great question. Um, for me, um, having been an at risk myself and also being gang affiliated um I, I i see myself in a lot of these kids and and the, the creativity also and also the pain that they're going through a lot of our families are experiencing economic hardships um homelessness um you know this, this, this whole idea that that um that um you know the parks are are, are, are an essential thing for our community is actually very true because you know, like you mentioned earlier, like in the summer, um, where, where, where vast amounts of people don't have anything to do. And so, um, you know, it's definitely more prone for a lot, a lot more violence. And so, um, uh, I personally got involved through, through uh, SNL via 
Shout out to Breezy. Um, shout out to Breezy. OG Breezy. I, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Breezy. Shout out to the big homie Seth. Taught me uh taught me studio information. You know what I'm saying? How to rock a microphone and do it the right way. Shout out to Breezy for sure. Right. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we go from, from you know, something used to, uh, you know, say this you was bringing up how uh first of all your youth first of all after we get off the phone i got a bunch of questions to ask you about breezy since you were since you was a since you was a young buck there and i was going there i got to find out some information did we might have crossed paths or something but also also um just going back to what you were saying about how you're culturally relevant and that was one of the things that impressed me the most about summer night lights um, not only because, you know, I've been around the block a, a lot a, for some years and I've seen these programs come and go. But this one was different because it wasn't a cookie cutter paste system. You know, I've been like I said, I live I live over in South L.A., so I live in the hood. And so that summer night lights is different from the one that I saw in um, Boyle Heights some summers ago when I worked for the county of Los Angeles dropping off toys back and forth. It was same, but it was different because it meant to the word to community's needs. And it felt and it felt organic. It didn't feel like 
a bunch of kids who really didn't want to be here, but is here because they're just trying to get their hours and trying to get paid. There were kids from the community that actually worked there, so they actually knew who they were talking to. They talked to the homeless people and kind of pulled them in, kind of talked to the uh, OGs of the area, had them calm down. And some of the best conversations I've had with police officers were at Summer Night Lights because it was kind of a cool moment because we could actually actually talk. And, and 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 so I wanted to definitely make that point. I wanted to let people know that this isn't just a bunch of people playing and having fun. This is actually community outreach and it's actually growing. And if you do it right and it's used properly, we can actually see some results that can help in the times that we're facing right, right now. Now, I do want to ask you a couple more questions before I let you get off the line. And uh, I wanted people to understand that they can they can take part of the program right now, even with COVID-19 going on and, um, and, uh, and all that stuff. So you guys have switched it up a little bit to make sure that everyone's safe. Everyone's, uh, all, everything that you do is clean. Everything that you do is organized. So I wanted to, well, not just for you to explain, but to kind of, um, let the parents know that if they do, that they do want to come to seminar, like they want to send their kids up here, you know, what to expect, you know, uh, all the procedures that you guys are taking. Right. So, um, so yeah, so obviously COVID-19, no one was expecting COVID-19. And, and as a result of that, um, you know, obviously the, this year's program experience looks very much different. So from the talks as a subcontractor, um, you know, as a gang preventionist, um, uh, we've been having conversations with the city about what it's going to look like for this year. And so uh, what I mentioned earlier, it's a, it's a combination of a grab-and-go experience. And so um, uh, the, some of the partnerships include, like, Humble Industries and some of the restaurants that are providing hot meals. Um, and that is specifically uh, the hours and locations are, are, are uh, very so um, definitely go to www.lagrid.org to be able to register and find out more up, up, uh, up-to-date information. As far as programming, um, that's also the same thing. Uh, programming is actually looking very differently. So as a nonprofit agency, we are being asked to provide some culturally relevant programming to, to youth and families, uh, virtual online experience. Uh, I have not heard anything yet as far as being able to provide anything on site, uh, simply because of the COVID-19 restrictions and the safety. So I personally would not know what that actually, those conversations look like, but I can tell you and reassure you that, um, that, that the summer, uh, basically still, it's still going to take place. It's just going to look different. It's going to be uh, a virtual platform. Um, and people will be able to find out through the website and also the Instagram account uh, on the grid. So, um, so that, that's definitely a place I would want them to go uh, so that they can register um, and find out more state information around programs. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That is great. Um, now, we do understand that because of COVID-19, uh, don't expect to be up there trying to have, think you're about to have a, 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 a rap contest. No, it's not going to happen. Right. We're, we're going to let you know that now. If you come up there and you think you're about to battle Andy, he's going to have a mask on. He's going to give you what you got to get and go. But we want you to understand to register, to get signed up so you can find out where they're having the events, what time and everything, so you can go ahead and take a part of that. Because um, right now, everybody needs help. Everybody needs to get some fresh air. You know, even if they don't have 
people singing and all that, even just coming to the park to see other people get out in the air, walk around for a while, it's needed. We've been stuck in the house so much that people automatically don't know how to get out. And when they do want to get out, it seems like they want to get out and jump in the pools and underground malls. And that's scary. No, we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that. Um, listen, you've answered like every one of my questions. You answered some of the questions I didn't even get to get to, but because you've been so detailed, I just wanted to uh, ask you one more question before I let you go and uh, ask you to give some more information as far as how can they sign up, where can they register. Uh, I wanted to ask you how important are programs like Summer Night Lights, uh, how important are they to the community?
Hey, Andy, thank you. Thank you very much. That was dope as hell. Um, all the information is well needed. Um, man, I don't know what else to say. You're, man, that was fly. And um, anything else you want to tell the audience? Uh, got any shout outs? Oh, absolutely. I, I most definitely want to wanna give a shout-out to all of the amazing volunteers, uh, the parents, uh, all of the youth um, who, who basically are just continuing to do the work. Uh, despite COVID-19, I mean, some of us as essential workers were putting ourselves at risk uh, to continue helping others. And so I definitely want to give a shout-out to every single gang interventionist, gang preventionist, Folks uh, at City Hall, to, you know, and supporting all of the local nonprofit agencies that execute the work, the Grid Foundation, and just you know, people like you for giving us a platform right, to be able to speak to your audience, man. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, and on behalf of Breezy Foundation, we continue to to do the work of the people. Man, oh, for sure. Uh, it's been my pleasure and my honor. And shout out to Breezy, OG Spot. A little thing about Breezy. When I first came to California, um, I know Jasmine, our, uh, the uh, the homegirl, my sister, who actually hooked me and Andy up together. Um, I know her, and she was working. Uh, she was she used to be in Breezy. She ended up working in Breezy. We ended up always hanging around Breezy, and it was always a positive effect on us. And I definitely understand the man I am today is partly because I was at Breezy, straight up, straight up. Oh, that's awesome. Straight that's, up. That's amazing. Definitely. That's amazing. For real, for real. I love Breezy. Uh, uh, Fonda, Seth, I'm probably saying names that you may or may not know. <laughs> I actually, yeah, Seth, Fonda, uh, Andrew Middleton. Yeah. Uh, uh, Renee Martinez. Yeah. Me. Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah, man. man! When you talk to him, you get a chance to talk to him. Tell him, Set, what's up? What's popping? I'm I'm good, and many <laughs> blessings to them. Uh, thank you, Andy. I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and give you a call back in a few minutes, just to you know wrap it up with you. All right. Cool. All right. All right. For thank sure. You, thank bro. you, bro. Yeah, all right, cool. So it did record. And see, oh, I learned how to edit too, Myra. The show, show, I hope you know how to edit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know how to edit. I like, ooh. I listen to one. I like, we was just talking reckless past the show. <laughs> Niggas was talking about other shit, groceries and shit. <laughs> one time it was my boss on the ass end of one. Hey, how you doing? Like, oh shit. <laughs> what a Dougie report, blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh all right, so um so yeah. I just got a piece before you do it. Oh damn. Well that's gonna get edited out. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put you on hold. Hold on. Alright.
yeah, so that's what's going on today in the Observer Report. Um, I'm Deuce Means. As you know, I'm just waiting on Meyer to get back so we can start this recording. Um, shit, today, we just, you know, we're talking everything about Nick Cannon, talking about Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Tory Lanez. Uh, we still talking about that entanglement. Entanglement! And um, got a special guest today. The homie Andy Rodriguez from Summer Night Lights came to join us uh, at pod, uh, at the podcast so we can talk about uh, this cool-ass event that goes down in the communities of Los Angeles. I think everybody would enjoy. So just pull up, sit back if you can. Uh, if you can't sit back, smoke a blunt. Um, and enjoy Observe and Report, the motherfucking podcast. Yo, Deuce Means. This is Observe and Report, the motherfucking podcast. And in the words of my nigga Smokey Robinson, smoking that dope, selling that dope. Gang banging. Gang banging. I'm done. I'm done with this shit forever. Yo, that song really is the goddamn summer song right now. <laughs> Don't nobody give a fuck about Drake. Don't nobody give a fuck about DJ Khaled. Don't nobody give a fuck about nobody. All they give a fuck about is Smokey Robinson. Gang banging. All summer. All summer long. Gang banging all summer long. How you doing, Myra? I'm doing good. I'm blessed and highly flavored and black. I said highly flavored. That's, a, that's exactly where you need to be with that. I'm highly flavored. I ain't even smoking yet. So, shit, we already talked about no smoking during the podcast. <laughs> so. Nope. Nope. So, let's see. Now, we do got a special guest today. Uh, earlier this week, I talked to uh, the homie Andy Rodriguez. He is a coordinator at Summer Night Lights. Uh, shout out to the homegirl Jasmine for hooking it up. And uh, he just wanted to give me some information on a on some community events that's happening in our area. Um, if you go to my, well, if you go to Observe and Report, you can find information on Summer Night Lights there. And uh, just follow the link and everything, and it'll be able to hook you up. But before we get to that, uh, we had talked about the shit we was going to talk about this week. Now, we talked about it about 30 minutes before we even got on here, so we're nice and loose. First of all, though, I wanted to say this. See, and my phone ain't shit. I wanted to say this. My bad. I don't even need to say it. This is for Breonna Taylor. Arrest them punk-ass cops who killed her. Hey, Amen. It's been and 100 that, days. So and we and we're not going to stop talking about that shit for fucking real. Anybody with a platform, anybody doing a podcast on YouTube, video, what the fuck ever. If you ain't saying something about Breonna Taylor and you black, then you full of shit. Because that could have been any of us. That could have been any of us. That's really why I'm doing this. Because that could have been me at work, coming home from work. That could have been you, Myra. That could have been any of us. She ain't have, they ain't had to do her like that. Not to do a dude like that. Made him lick a shot. 
damn near we don't know how his 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 uh legal future is gonna be. So yeah, arrest them whole ass niggas because they keep thinking that black people got one track mind. If you talk about seven other things, that we just gonna forget about that, and we ain't forgetting about this shit. This ain't Jesse Smollett, motherfucker. We gonna stay on this shit. So, arrest them punk ass cops who shot who shot and killed Breonna Taylor, and justice for everybody. Ahmad, George, all of them. That young man Elijah. All of them. All of them. But we we do want to keep the show. We want we we want to talk about other issues too because we're gonna be talking about that all summer if not for the rest of our lives. But other shit does happen in the news that. If anything, at least makes us think. Some of it makes us laugh, or most of it makes us laugh. But some of it makes us think. We didn't get to talk about this last week, Myra. But I wanted to talk about that military, uh, the black militant group. I just wanted to give them a shout out. And if you don't know who they are, they are called the NFAC, the No Fucking Around Coalition. And even though the guy, their leader, he kind of crazy. I kind of agree with everything else they're talking about. Black people need some kind of self-defense unit, and that's it. I mean, you're going to need people to protest. You're going to need people to get in politics, and you're going to also need people to stand up for those protesters and politicians because if you notice, every time we stand up for some rights, we end up getting arrested or killed. So we need somebody that's going to not only make sure we keep our ass out of prison and jail for standing up for our rights, but make sure that we can all come back home to our families for standing up for our rights. So I wanted to give a shout out to them. Um, they got a website. They're on Instagram. They're on all that. If you want to join, um, none of our none of their information is in our in our uh, links. But um, I, like I said, they're NFAC, No Fucking Around Coalition. There's also uh, other gun groups like the NRA that are listed. And you can join them as well. I am a firm believer in the Second Amendment, right, Second Amendment rights, and I'm especially a firm believer believer in Black people having guns and defending themselves. Because popularity contract contract the popularity con whatever. Skip the bullshit. Black people know how to goddamn defend themselves, and we not trigger happy with the guns, despite the dumbass niggas. That shot that little girl and shot that little boy in Brooklyn. Black people know how to handle themselves with firearms, so we need to start getting some of them do. Like I like I said, them dumbass niggas that don't, they be on TV all the time. But the rest of us are responsible gun owners, and that needs to be that needs to be held up in regard, held up and and, and put a spotlight on, so that people can know that you can go somewhere and be with like minded people and not have to worry about getting getting pigeon-toed or clumped in with another group of negative, weird motherfuckers. So I just wanted to say them two things uh, as far as, like, us talking about some actual substantial shit, which we will in a second, but, you know, before I get to some goofy shit, because the goofy shit I'm going to get to, and you said you didn't want to talk about it, but I couldn't. All right, so, entanglement. They done beat that shit to a dead horse. I just wanted to ask you, Myra, do we really give a fuck if, like, Will Smith and Jada Pickett stay together or not as far as a community? Do we really give a fuck? Uh, Doofy, we've already discussed this. This is rich people problems. They in an open marriage. Uh, I watched Madonna TV today. 
because you know with the poll that we had uh, you know what with the poll that we had uh 68% of people have not been in an entanglement you know so pretty whether it's cheating whether it's being in an affair people like to just be in regular relationships especially people that live regular lives no one's really into this triple love affair shit it's pretty much internet entertainment I don't understand like like and I and I'm bringing this up like I said at the top of the show is because it seems like when we take our when we get when stuff like this show up in the news and black people gravitate for and talk about it make jokes about it it seems like the powers that be sometimes other black people sometimes other people of color try to accuse us for not keeping our eye on the prize. Ain't nobody stopped talking about this black shit, but we do got to have fun. Other shit does happen in life. You can't burn nobody's brains out. And this was funny. It was funny. Where all the memes with Will Smith looking like he about to cry and everybody comparing Jada, Jada uh, the future. That's classic. Well, Jada is a G. So I'm just gonna... I thought Jada was. I thought Jada was a G. I thought Jada was a G for motherfucking grabbing it by the nuts and being like, "Well, yeah, I did that." And and instead of her running from all the uh, interviews and shit, shit, she just took it on her own show. Well, I respect the fact that they sat down at the red table talk. It wasn't anybody else. Yeah, and I want to point this out too. What Jada did was not cheat. They were split up and if you guys have never been married and you guys have never been through a separate uh ever been separate at some point separated. separated thank you myra i'm talking crazy maybe i do need that blunt to get my mouth working <laughs> no but <laughs> but if you haven't been in a, if you haven't been separated in your marriage then you don't understand sometimes a separation might last a couple of months sometimes that shit lasts a year depending on if y'all going to work it out and, and keep your marriage together. But while that, sometimes you get horny or you get lonely and you want to be with somebody, and it happens. But it's outside of your marriage, technically, because you guys are going to end up, you know, either you're getting divorced or you're getting ready for a divorce, what have you, and you both agree on it. Will Smith was fucking with females. He, she was fucking with August. So it wasn't that she cheated on Will. It was just shit. I think Will... I can't speak for Will, but I think guys that were taken up that were taken up for Will was feeling that pain of their woman being emotionally and physically attached to another man and her enjoying it, not just being okay. It's just some dick. It was she enjoyed her time with that man, whatever it was, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You know what I'm saying? She really enjoyed it, and I think that's where Will's face was all fucking chirped up and shit. Cause it don't matter. I'm a man. I've been cheated on. It didn't hurt the fact that she cheated. It hurt the fact that she was enjoying herself with the nigga. She's smiling. She's hanging out. She's grinning. Hold on. All thing I know is Jada got uh, a young, strong back young boy, and 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 she needed that. Um, she I just a, seen a picture. I feel I good. I just seen a picture of August <laughs> in his drawers. Lord, <laughs> I don't blame this woman at all. And, and I blame August for telling. I blame August for telling. Shut your mouth, young nigga. You wasn't gonna get paid off this. If you thought you was go, if you thought you was gonna blackmail the the, the uh the Smiths 
on some fucking and sucking. No, no you wasn't. No. I think <laughs> he was on, she brought him back to the red table talk. So when he seen her, all the emotions came back. And she changed her phone number and he couldn't get to her. That's why he told it. He, he, he had kind of got over it, but when he came for the red table talk, it was like she, she kind of taunted him with with seeing her. He would have been fine if he didn't see her. Mm. <laughs> but he seen her, so all, all, all the emotions came flowing back. And he won't think old thing, good thing back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell somebody about this here. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm being real. Because obviously he loved the, the woman. And when she brought him back, it was on some professional stuff. It wasn't about hooking back up. He thought it was about hooking back up, but it wasn't. And he was hurt. Entanglement. 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 Now, uh, before I get off this, I just want to say to all those who gave me some stories, because of the special interview I got going, I can't really get to all y'all guys' stories, but down an episode when we talking about love, sex, and relationships, definitely your shit's coming up. Some of them motherfuckers is hot and spicy. And, uh, but, you know, I thank you for sharing some stories. Uh, one homeboy was, was talking about he wouldn't be mad as long as she brought some money, as long as she brought some money back. And I, I laugh because that's the go-to for a lot of guys. Well, as long as she pay like she wear, I don't give a fuck what she do. Yeah, you do, nigga. Yeah, you do. Especially if this your love. If, this your, if, that, if that's your side bitch, you don't give a fuck. But if this is your wife, your woman, your fiance, your everything, yeah, you you in you in that corner crying like a little girl, crying hard. And it's okay. And it's okay because you should. Because you should. That's your love of your life. Shouldn't shouldn't be shouldn't be like fuck you, bitch. I'm gonna be all right. No, you're not gonna be all right, my nigga. But. The way they got down, that's some rich people shit. That's not our struggle. And it doesn't take our mind off the fact of the important shit in life. And I wish other people would stop putting black people's thought process in a stereotypical box. Like, we can't have knowledge itself and still fuck around and be funny at the same time and clown shit. Brings me to my point of motherfucking Tory Lanez and goddamn Megan Thee Stallion. That clusterfucker shit. Do you know what happened, Myra? Um, nope. I have no clue, and the police don't either. <laughs> I think this is what happened. Because Tory Lanez fashions himself to being a ladies' man. If you looked at his, his IG for the last couple of weeks, a number of females, he's been popping with his quarantine radio and all that stuff. He also fancies himself to be a tough guy. All his songs, a lot of his raps, uh, videos, he always making it seem like he, he really with this street shit. Long story short, I think, why they was all that, because earlier, Megan Thee Stallion and what, which Callie, Callie Jenner, Kaylee, whatever fucking name is. Kylie was, uh, they was all at his house in L.A., in Hollywood Hills. And if you know the Hollywood Hills, it's very secluded. Uh, you got to know where you're going. And after that Pop Smoke thing, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. They ain't letting niggas up in them hills like that. Police is definitely looking for niggas to rob and niggas to run up in them hills to get rob motherfuckers and all that shit because they don't want another pot smoke incident. So, I think this is what happened. 
I think some cocaine was blown. I'm not saying her. I'm not saying him. Somebody was doing some cocaine. Or somebody was doing some wild shit they ain't got no business doing. And it was time for Megan Thee Stallion to go. And for whatever reason, he didn't want her to leave. Now, maybe he was playing with the gun. Maybe he was serious. But between that, a shot let off. And I'm going to say he accidentally shot her. I don't think Joe, I don't think Tory Lanez was like, bitch, I'm going to shoot you. But I think he accidentally shot her. Shit went crazy. They jumped in the truck, tried to go to the hospital. And that's when the police caught up with him. And that's what we're seeing. I'm laughing because what you said earlier. Nigga, why you got a gun out? So, so it's, 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 it's a clusterfuck, but it's kind of a, look, I, like I said, that's what I think happened. I don't know what happened. No one knows what happened. We'll find out soon enough, but that's what it looks like. This nigga's always talking that gangster street shit. He had that gun out, either tried to intimidate or tried to be funny with it and fucked around and shot the thickest woman in Texas. And about to lose a whole career over this shit. <laughs> Niggas want to beat Tory Lanez up. And they want to clown him for being the shortest nigga ever. Yep. I saw that my favorite is the meme of uh, Mini-Me. With his face on it with the gun. <laughs> that shit's funny. That shit's funny. And I want to know, um, damn, in Canada, that's how y'all feel? Y'all just shoot? Y'all just shoot the women in the foot? If they ain't, if they ain't, if you ain't, if they ain't feeling you. Shame. 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 But once again, it's some internet shit. We really don't give a fuck as, as, as a community as a whole. It's more funny. We want Megan Thee Stallion to be okay. We're glad she's not killed. We're glad no harm, harm came to her. We're glad she's going to be all right. I will say this, though. She on the internet talking about, y'all can't be talking about me, my real life, and I'm traumatized. Megan, shut up. You was at that nigga house during a quarantine, should have stayed your ass home, trying to be cute. That little nigga didn't want you to go, shot you in the foot. You a lie. Let it go. We gonna crack some jokes. You gonna be all right. We'll do see. <laughs> you can't be like, no, don't talk about me. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this internet shit work. You getting roast, too. You can still twerk yeah. on one foot. That shit ain't gonna stop you. You gotta. <laughs> oh lord, these motherfuckers is going crazy. All while in the middle. Now, see, this is what you wanted to talk about, and I wanted to talk about it with you, and I wanted to get to Nick Cannon because that is serious. That is serious, and I'm not saying serious like a heart attack, but it goes to the conversation, continuous conversation of the upliftment and the liberation of black people in all in all sections of the planet whether it's uh, uh money whether it's education even whether it's entertainment and so earlier this week uh we was talking about this Myra, well, uh he was talking to professor grip from public enemy uh public enemy if you don't know is a very popular rap group one of the most popular rap groups of all time with Chuck D and Flavor Flav, um, 
Professor Griff was one of the speakers, like the hype man of the group. And he he's uh, he's uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's he's a uh, Islamic. He's in, he's in Islam. And so him and Nick was having a conversation on their podcast, on Nick's podcast, and he starts bringing up white people. And I don't have a clip here, but in so many words, he's talking about the reason why white people were savages and evil is because when they went to the Caucasus Mountains, they were devoid of the sun. And that black people, whose melanated skin, and we had the sun give, uh, uh, glowing on our melanated skin, gave us the attribute of forgiveness and mercy. And then he went on to talk about how Jewish people were not actual Jewish people, but black people were the original man of Israel. He said a lot more in all the details and there's more detailed and all that. And when Nick said it, I didn't take it as him being hateful. He wasn't. No he one could tell the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. I'll say this, Myra. Do I agree with what a lot of Nick said? Yes, actually I do. Um, as far as the Israelite Jew thing, here's what I'll say. I'm not going to take nothing away from Jewish people because, hell, they've been through the motherfucking Holocaust. That shit was real. But I will say this. It's the only question I have. If you're basing, if you're basing you being Jewish off the Bible interpretation and all that, and then the Bible took place in Africa, and we find out mostly everybody lied about the Bible and the people's skin colors and whether they believe Jesus is black or Arab, or whatever. We know he wasn't white, and we know where all this shit took place. There was no fucking white people, so you only got two choices: Arab and African and Africans. If you guys are the chosen people of God in the book that took place in Africa, then why are you motherfuckers white? How could you be white? Now, we can all have that discussion with other Jewish people, and we can have that, you know, with rabbis and all that stuff. Where Nick went wrong is that you can't have that discussion on TV. Not like that. I agree with everything he said pretty much. I just don't agree with the, 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 the way he described it because it put him in a fucking hot seat. Yes, we know what we know what he meant. We know what the fuck he meant. How could you not be a savage for the shit that you did to not only black people, but to all the people of color, all people, all people around the world, even your own selves? That was some savagery shit. Now, whether you didn't have it because of the Caucasus Mountains, whatever, whatever, but you were doing foul shit and it needs to be called on. Nevertheless, Nick says all this. This is what? How many months ago, Mari, he says this? It was a couple of months back. It, it, it was an older uh, episode. Okay, okay, okay. And shout out to Master and shout out to Nick's Master Class. You need to check that podcast out if you haven't. It is a good podcast. Nick is dropping jewels and he talks to everybody. He just doesn't talk to black people. He talks to everyone, which is beautiful. Yep. And um, so somebody dug this shit up, dug it up, put it on there. It sent white people crazy. White people. Jewish people didn't even say nothing. But because other white people were saying something so much, 
Jewish people had to say something. Now, whether you want to believe me or not, I live in Hollywood. Jewish people run a lot of Hollywood, not in an evil Nazi way, but they put themselves in positions to run this motherfucker. All the top agents are Jewish. A lot of the executives in, uh, in, um, in these studios and t television and movie studios are Jewish. So they got power. Mm -hmm. So they got power and they got pool like they should be. And you can't be mad at that. But when Nick said that shit, they're like, oh no, oh no. And because he didn't apologize, if he'd apologized right then and there, that it just, you know, nothing would have been said. He just got cussed out. But because he didn't apologize and he stood his ground because he honestly didn't think he said anything wrong, they fired him. Now, he didn't say nothing. He didn't. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to equivalent what he said to what these uh, what white people be saying when they say all lives matter. And I don't give a fuck. You can put me on the Internet. That's a difference. He didn't say he wants to kill you, uh, Jewish people. He didn't say he wants something bad to happen to you. He didn't say anything about your cause being fucked up and null and void. He just said that. He doesn't agree with the history of how you guys became Israeli or Jewish people or, you know, however you want to say it. He didn't agree with that. Plus, he was just stating facts on how white people treated us and other people for so many years. Now, his logic might have been wrong on it, but what he was saying, but what he was saying and the point he was making, that wasn't wrong. That wasn't wrong at all. But. Because he didn't apologize fast enough, they fired him. Which is gonna be mixed blessing so far. Yeah, I feel like this. Uh, although I don't agree with them firing him, I do understand. I uh, think Charlemagne and my homeboys, uh, a couple of people, said it best. Oh, by the way, with that uh, poll, I wanted to make sure I got that poll number. Let me find that. It was surprising too, Myra. And then also, I gotta say, I fucked up the poll writing because you, it's, I, I fucked up the poll question. Some it was confusing some people about how to answer it. So my bad. <laughs> um, sixty-five, sixty-five to thirty-five percent. Sixty-five, no. 65, no, he shouldn't have been fired. 35%, yes, he should have been fired. Like I said, he shouldn't have, to me, it was wrong that they fired him, but I see why they fired him. Because you can't, as much as you want to be black and knowledgeable and tell the truth, you have to know what system you're in. And you know some things you just got to tread lightly on. And I think Charlemagne said it best. Everybody had the freedom of speech. You just have to be ready to accept the consequences that come with it. And I think Nick, I think Nick was okay with that. You know, he was fucked up that he got fired, but you could tell he was, he was, he was okay. He understood. And then on top of that, when he found out he was wrong with certain things, what did he do? He went to talk to Jewish people. He talked to rabbis. He talked to other people so we can get knowledge on the information. So he just didn't, Say some stupid shit, apologize, and then and then went on went on went along. He did something that a lot of people need to do: admit when they're wrong, 
and then find the information. Yeah, and educate yourself. So black people got mad at him for that. Did you know that? Black, but but twenty but twenty four hours before that they was kissing his ass talking about come on let's not listening to him. that nigga still got trash music I don't give a fuck if he's the second comment of okay, Malcolm X. Yes, we are Nick's Cannon music trash. But that, music. Music. Yes, <laughs> music trash. but that don't mean but that don't mean that doesn't mean that everything else he did isn't valid and that he ain't he isn't a he is an accomplished man he is hell. My, I rap better than Nick Cannon, but y'all all know Nick Cannon rap. Don't nobody know I fucking rap. <laughs> he did something fucking right. <laughs> That's one. Number two, Nick, gonna, like you said, Nick gonna be okay. I love to see, I love that Diddy was like, nigga, come to revolt. I hate that niggas was like, Diddy, you don't pay nobody either. Shut the fuck up. He's a goddamn new show. There's a difference. He can't pay you because he just started. MTV ain't gonna pay you because you niggas. So stop making it seem like Diddy's just this fucked up ass nigga who don't want to give y'all no money. He ain't got the goddamn money like that. This nigga just started. I can't give you all Diddy my Ciroc money. money. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Diddy got money. Diddy got money. But oh yeah, Diddy is selfish. But Diddy can't but we talking about we talking about we talking about television. We talking about television too. We talking about television too. That's, that's a different money. That's a different money. Diddy ain't paying nobody. Take that, take that. Like, you ain't even get paid. You ain't even get paid over there either. <laughs> I'm not stupid. She said, she said, ask the locks. She said, ask the locks. God damn it right. Made the nigga throw a refrigerator out a window. <laughs> Hell yeah, I just thought about it. Hell yeah, Diddy will fuck you in a heartbeat. Everybody, man, er yeah, everybody was talking about Diddy ain't give me my money. Everybody talking about, yeah. hell, Mason talking about, Mason talking about, what my 20000 you owe me? Diddy ain't going to pay. I have to take it back. The platform. Okay. Okay, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Diddy, you piece of shit. Goddamn pay niggas. Don't, don't, you better, you better have him pay the breakfast club. Them niggas is making stupid money. You go, man, you ain't gonna have shit. <laughs> I damn sure don't watch Revolt for State of the Culture. I'm gonna let you know that now. Although I do like Ebony uh, Williams and I like Remy. Anyway, so, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I, I like to see other people. I, I love the fact that people are coming to Nick's defense and I love the fact that people are standing with Nick because they understand that, yeah, he might have said some off-the-handle shit, but he didn't say some shit to get him fired and blackballed from this shit. You guys calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Hell, half the, uh, it's several white comedians that was on Wildin' Out and they're on bigger platforms now from Wildin' Out. He gave people opportunities. 
all people opportunity. Yeah, it's pretty much. Hopefully, it works out in his favor. Um, he is in my prayers, and he, he was just speaking his truths. But, Maybe not everybody else's truths, but yeah. He, I mean, I mean. Once again, it just goes back to as a, as a black man with a conscience, you want everybody to be aware, but you got to be careful on how you're giving out the medicine, and that's just it. But, it's fucked wait, up, but. Oh yeah. If it's uncomfortable for them to hear, then they don't want to hear it. Like when Kaepernick was kneeling and he asked and when he told him why he was kneeling, he said it very clear and very simple. And they didn't hear that. All they heard was you're disrespecting the flag. You're disrespecting the flag because they didn't want to have this conversation. Just like with this conversation, you don't want to talk about how fu white people don't want to talk about how their ancestors were so fucked up that they did all this egregious shit. They just want to sweep it under the rug and be forgiven about it. And it's all good. Just move on. No, because y'all are taking the Y'all are living off the system that they created for you motherfuckers. Oh, Donald Trump. Oh, you mean Donald Trump? His niece came out with a book, and she telling that they they are open racist, and that's all they talk about. You can't tell. Yes. So, in 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 his interview the other day, he went on to say, you know, well, what about all these? Uh, the, the the journalist was asking him, what about all these uh, cops that's killing black people? White people are getting killed too. So they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> they don't want, and that's how they do. That's how they do it. Oh, I, my part was when he said, "It's all freedom of speech." Yeah. Whether you say whether it's a Confederate flag or Black Lives Matter, it's all freedom of speech. When they want to duck it, they no, it's not. And when they want to, you're right. When they want to duck the shit, they will duck it. They will run under it. They will do everything. But I'm with you. I'm praying, Nick. I know Nick gonna get back on his feet. I know he gonna. I know he gonna jump right on his feet. Another thing I didn't like, I didn't like the fact that the uh, internet was coming for him. Either way, when he apolog when he when he said what he said, niggas was mad talking about you stupid as fuck. You lost your shit. Fuck you, Fifty Cent. That's one thing. When he apologized, he's stupid for apologizing. I like how Nick said, "You know what? I'm trying to show that I grew. I'm trying to show that you know it's bigger than it's bigger than the hatred." I'm really trying to show I'm coming from a place of love, but even my own people are tripping on me, so fuck it. I ain't got nothing else to say. You can keep this planet. I'm with him. I, I, and, and, and see, it's sad because if he really feels like that, he's got enough money to just shut the fuck up and let you niggas run around here. He ain't got... He ain't, I mean, nah, because nah, Nick really been in this shit. Rick, Nick really been in the trenches. And for you to, for us to lose a soldier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. For us to lose a good soldier like that, because you motherfuckers can't, can't, because you can't take when people admit when they wrong. You, you can't, 
you can't take the fact that he's like, all right, I was wrong. I apologize. But that don't take nothing away from what he said. That just means he's growing and understanding. Well, we, can, we can be wrong. Yeah. So why can't we be wrong? I, I don't understand. <sighs> like I said, motherfuckers need to calm down, chill the fuck out. I'm still fucking with Nick. Nick Wilder not going to be on somewhere else. I'm going to say this too. I don't know if MTV and Viacon thought this out all the way. Because if, if, if Wildin' Out go, ain't nobody finna watch none of that shit. Because don't nobody watch BT anyway, except when Wildin' Out gets transferred over there. Don't nobody watch VH1 like that, except for Love and Hip Hop and the shows that, 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 that some black women watch. Don't Really don't nobody watch MTV except for Wildin' Out and Ridiculousness. So, I hope they thinking wisely on what the fuck they gonna do to replace this shit. Because you guys don't shoot videos anymore. Good luck on that. Now, here's what I wanted to talk about. The nigga who was talking about Jill Scott. Now, I know his name, but for the purpose of the podcast, I could have said his name. But because he's a bitch-ass nigga for what he said, I ain't even trying to I ain't even I ain't even try to remember what his name was or how to pronounce it. So the NFL player who said some raw shit about Jill Scott, talking about, oh, I guess it's just a it's a vibe thing. Check this out. Bill Jill Scott is sexy. I'm going to say this for you pussy niggas in the back. Yeah, she's beautiful. But fuck beautiful shit. She's sexy. She can get it. I will fuck the living shit out of Jill Scott, respectively, as a black woman. will fuck her brains out. I know she's beautiful. I know she's beautiful inside and out. That smile's gorgeous. But no, not just beautiful. She's sexy as all out get out. And that brings me to my, my motherfucking rant. You niggas going to start acting like you don't like BBWs. This Jill Scott shit pissed me the fuck off. I'm looking at Myron, and I'm looking at what the dude said and how he just can't imagine how somebody would be attracted to Jill Scott. And I love, well, before Tory Lanez went to jail, I love what he said. He said, I can't fuck with a nigga. I don't trust a nigga who, won't, who wouldn't smash Jill Scott. He's got a point. I don't trust no nigga who, who wouldn't smash a beautiful woman just because she's a little bigger than what you might prefer. Everybody got their preferences, but if you just... Knocking a girl because she big, but you'll fuck an ugly booger wolf ass bitch with gonorrhea and fuck her raw. Nigga, something wrong with you. There's something fucking wrong with you. But I say all that to say, I didn't like the way old boy got at Jill Scott. I love the way that the internet defended her, but I love the way that black men, real black men, stood up and was like, nah, ain't nothing wrong with a big girl. Ain't nothing wrong with Jill Scott. I love my big women. And all that. Because big women, they need that shine in the sun. I'm tired of my BBW women that are gorgeous as hell. Always being taken down. Talking about, oh, she's cute for a big girl. What? Yeah, that's rude. No, is it rude? Skinny don't make you sexy. Or pretty. Or pretty. And I'm saying sexy because pretty is one thing. Beautiful is one thing. Sexy is desirable. You know what I'm saying? I want big women can be desirable. Not just cute and big. Oh, she's a big girl. <laughs> Fluffy. No, no, no. She's sexy. And I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of 
of of them being runners up in this in this love shit. And it scares me because, only because um, women, if that's all you can come up with is on looks, what about these looks that have nothing to do with this woman's heart condition? So maybe your expectations are a little too high when it comes down to what y'all thinking about. Because I don't understand. She, this woman is beautiful in every which way, so I don't but here's the thing, Myra. He wasn't talking about... But see, that's that's what I'm trying to say, Myra. Okay, the reason why I fuck with big women, amongst other things, is one of them is because a lot of them have personality. You can talk to them. They're easy to talk to. They got something to talk about. They're knowledgeable as shit. They're just not... Girls. They're not just self-centered around how they look and who's looking at them. Now, I love a confident big girl, and I love a sexy big woman. And when I say sexy, that don't mean just sexy like I'll hit that. But I'm talking about desirable. And that's why I'm, and that's the point I'm honing in on. Because the first thing he, the other thing he said was, oh, it's a vibe thing. No, fuck that vibe shit. Even if Jill Scott was a total punk ass bitch, she's still sexy as fuck. And she got bad on the eyes. Yeah. My, my example, the only example that I want to give here, because me yeah, me and have y'all preferences, and we talk about this on other shows. Um, my movie is The Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that, that's the best movie in the world. He had a wife, and then he got a pretty girl. Keep your pretty women, because they ain't going to ride with you, baby. You might want to get you a lawyer one. That's all I'm going to say about this. Look, she look like she lawyer. She good to you. She don't... Do you right? Think you know, cook you some eggs and grits. Let me tell you something. This you is why, man. All right, so boom. <laughs> Ain't nothing sexier than a BBW woman who is very pretty on the outside, very pretty on the inside, can dress her ass off, is very confident, but not a bitch with it. And cocky. Mm -hmm. Cocky don't mean you a bitch. Cocky means that you just know you popping, and there's certain standards you're going to have to get to before you can get with her. And I love that about a big woman. Another thing I love about a big woman is that when you meet the right ones, not all y'all, some of y'all have still got low self-esteem and worried about what other people are talking about. But for the ones that got it popping, they are very comfortable in their skin who they are sexually. So for those who be like, well, big girls are easy. That's because a lot of them want to be because they want to, not because you just got a lot of brain and you're just pimping her. And these are the ones I, the ones I came across, the ones I'm friends with, are beautiful women on both inside and outside. So you can't just run game on them. If they want to fuck you, it's because they want to fuck you, not because your brain, you know what I'm saying. You just mind fuck this girl, and she want to, you know, what I'm saying just give it to you and only you. It's her choice. And, and once you deal with a woman that's that stable like that, it makes the relationship easier. No matter what kind of relationship y'all in, it makes it easier to 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 move around in. That's why you ever notice it'd be a gang of skinny niggas with big women. They comfortable in their skin. At least the ones I know. Hell, I remember what? Uh, shit, Myra. Hell, big women that shaped my life. Um, okay, next. What else are we even talking about tonight? I, I am not a skinny 
any girl, but I'm very confident in who I am, and I don't, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm very unapologetic about it. So, this little guy, because I, I Googled him, <laughs> the NFL player, he got no self-esteem, and he's giving out a little dick energy. Now, let's talk about something. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> That's another thing, too. That's nothing with a big woman. You gotta have that energy. She don't want no. She you can't. You can't. Can't be no Napoleon ass nigga and a little dick nigga running around this motherfucker with a uh, with a Napoleon man complex and a little dick cont uh, little dick complex. You, you gonna get you gonna get shut down and you ain't gonna be able to handle it. But but what I'm saying is shout out to all my BBW women. You are appreciated. You are loved. Um, I hate the fact that niggas be trying to sweep y'all under the rug, but times are changing. I see the shift is changing. Niggas is running around here loud and proud with their big girl. I've been with big women all my life, not because, and I had choices, but I, it's just something about that thickness. And they and smell good, and they can cook their ass off, and they going to fuck your brains out, and they going to be responsible. That's another thing. They responsible. I ain't got to worry about my lights getting cut off and shit. <laughs> you say that. Yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. God damn it. That was my example for the Wolf of Wall Street. The first wife, well, she was, she did what she was supposed to do, but he went for the pretty woman, and the pretty woman, as soon as he went broke, she, she threw up them deuces. And you want a lawyer woman, y'all dudes, if y'all going off just look, you you gonna get what you deserve. That's why y'all not. Don't make that your baby mama, cause that whole crazy. I'm just saying. But the whole point of this, I want, I want, I want the world to understand that a big woman isn't just pretty because she's a nice person and she's got a good demeanor. She can be pretty because she has pretty eyes. She has nice teeth. Her bone structure. She has a pretty face. Her eyes. She got nice ass. She got big titties. Anything, something. Other than, oh, she has a good personality, so that makes her pretty. No, no, no. I, I, I get that. I get that. That's the most important thing. But if we're looking off looks and what I'm attracted to, Jill Scott's sexy as a motherfucker. Lizzo, you cute as a motherfucker. God damn it. Uh, 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 Ashley Graham, you sexy as a motherfucker. I, I would keep naming you, but we ain't got all day. And I'm gonna, and now you're going to tell me to shut the fuck up. And then I'm going to start naming females that I know in real life. And then I'm going to be sleeping on the couch. I'm going to give a shout out to my girl, Mimi. I love you, baby. My girl is a BBW. She's sexy as hell. Shit. And she pay the bills and make sure the food is cooked bombs and motherfucker. So, hell yeah. <laughs> so, shout out to her. I love you, babe. And I love all my BBW women. You are appreciated. You are loved. And if a nigga can't love you, then fuck that cornball nigga. There's... Hundreds of thousands of millions of us niggas that will fucking love you like you want to be loved, and we can go to fucking Jack in the Box at twelve o'clock at night after we have some good wild sex. Oh wow! Bam. So other than that, no. Uh, what else? Oh, you wanted to talk about Fifty Cent one more time? Nope, I'm done. You done? You ain't got nothing. You ain't got no issues with Fifty. You ain't got no more problems with Curtis. Now, Myra, uh, we do got a we do got a special guest. His name is Andy. Andy, um, he works for uh, 
He works for Summer Night Light. Summer Night Lights is a community event that goes on in LA. It's been going on for I think nine, ten years. And um it's a dope event. What they do is they come up to the park, they give the kids in the park jobs, like the teenagers and shit. They give them jobs and shit. They shut down the park and they do it for families. Anybody in the neighborhood can come up there. They got free food and it's really real food. It's not, they, they get on a barbecue grill and they be making ribs. They make chicken. They make real food for the community and they give it to them free of charge. They have all kind of, um, they kind of, they have all kind of events. Like I said, everything from karaoke to basketball tournaments to, uh, reading tournaments to everything now and, and um, stuff that resources that help the community, job centers, uh, 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 mental, mental health, uh, people, all that stuff. They have all this stuff at this, at these events and they have them at all the recreational parks throughout the city. But because of the COVID-19 thing, people didn't know they were still going. So I wanted to highlight them and let people know that they're still alive and kicking and where you can go to pick up, um, pick up the free food where you can go to some of these events and all that and be part of the community. So, uh, we're going to skip over to our, uh, this actual, our first live interview with somebody that we actually ain't smoked a blunt with. So this is huge. And I want to give a shout out to the homegirl Jasmine. I want to give a shout out to Summer Night Lights. I want to give a shout out to Grid, uh, the city of Los Angeles for uh, mayor's office for hooking this up. I appreciate it. Uh, Myra, um, this is a pretty good episode right here, man. Did your shit. You know you got it. You know what I'm saying? Anything else you want to say? Any shout outs? Anybody? Uh, anything pressing? No. No shout outs? For show, for show, fellas, you better start loving these big girls more. Uh, you know, a a anybody, everybody, love everybody, whether you're skinny, big, whatever. But especially for my BBW women, you are loved. I'm sorry, there's weirdo niggas out there like that, but we all know that he's only doing that shit for the homeboys. Because me and you, I know, I've had too many uh, big, uh, big girlfriends, and niggas be talking all that shit, but that DM be lit like a Christmas tree. Hey, what you doing, big head? And then they get a dick, and then they get, a, and then they get a dick pic, and then they gotta tell me how little the dick pic is. <laughs> Nigga, stop sending dick pics unless you want one. It's not working. It's not working. It's not working. It's not appreciated either. So. <laughs> like I said, thank you guys. Mario did a good job. I'm gonna let. Uh, we're gonna get to this interview. We will see you guys next week. Uh, this has been Observing Report, the motherfucking podcast. We out. Good job. Oh, shit. It's hot as a motherfucker. If you are in L.A., you know how hot it is, goddamn. I'm pretty sure it's hot all over the summer, but between all these fucking fires and it being summertime and the end of fucking and the beginning of August, end of August and shit, if anybody who live out here, they know this is when it gets hot. I this motherfucker, goddamn. While it's hot, I do want to give a shout out to a couple of uh, places that I've been fucking with lately. First of all, Mr. Fry Guys is the shit. Uh, that's a food spot over in Gardena. That serve the illustrious 
styles of chili cheese fries and other delectable assortments on top of fries. That shit is fire. Uh, the homie Reggie, his homeboy. Uh, I forgot his name. I don't want to say his name wrong, but check him out. Uh, hold on. Myra. I was just finna call you, but hold on. I think we fucked up everything. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't. Yes. It's still going. You know we the only podcast out of all of our peers. Everybody else is traditional microphones and studios and all this shit. Me and you are still doing it on the phone like we stuck in 1995, but fuck it. I think it fits the vibe better. We all working black folks, honey. Yeah, so we doing it. We actually doing what we got to do it. So shit. <laughs> A lot of you motherfuckers is at home. You are not. We're essential workers. Amen. <laughs> we're essential workers. I ain't letting that shit go. I am not letting that shit go. This summer has been a summer of the have-nots. Them the motherfuckers that's been keeping this shit together. The the, the security guards. The 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 cashiers. The the uh the the, the C- yeah yeah the regular folks the CNA the CNA workers the nurses the niggas that get paid x amount uh in x amount dot fifty cent an hour whether it's fourteen fifteen sixteen twelve whatever <laughs> Dude, that's what's been keeping this motherfucker afloat so you're welcome Myra's been a month. Yeah, what you been up to? Work. Work. I'll work, no play. No, you haven't. You got a new bed. I do not have a new bed. I have a new mattress. You got a new... <laughs> <laughs> You've been over at high siding, like mulatto. <laughs> Queen of the South. <laughs> hey, you know she got an album out today. I like, you know what? You know, this goes into what we were going to talk about today. Because uh, women been running a lot of shit today. But just on a side note, before we get dig deep in it, number one, Mulatto been popping since uh, since uh, growing up hip-hop. My, my girl put me on her, and she's always had a flow. It's just nice to see her getting her just desserts. And uh, speaking of women, since this is a very influenced episode about women and all that stuff, I want to give a shout out to my homegirls uh, from the podcast. I do what I want. Uh, Lady, Lady Blackman and Rada Goddess. I've Rada Goddess. I've known them f- since I've came to California. They are truly like sisters. Uh, they have a podcast. They are fellow podcasters like us, Myra. Um, they're on Spotify like us, and it's a uh, it's pretty much two best friends. Uh, it's Linda and Ra. And they do their thing, and they talk about all kind of shit. Uh, one of their first episodes, they was talking about mental health in this quarantine era. And they were talking about these bomb-ass pickles that I ordered that are supposed to help you lose weight. They're like some detox pickles. And it was a good episode, and I'm proud of them because they're funny. They're lighthearted. They're, uh, they're very proud, positive black women. They're, they're comfortable in their skin. Linda is adorable. You're going to love Linda. She's, you're going to be like, oh. And Rashi funny as shit. You know what I'm saying? 
and I just want to show my girls some love. And I was telling Sean that we are, uh, we're, the, we're like the, uh, we're like the El Chapo. We're like the goddamn Sinanola cartel with the goddamn podcast. That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be like number one in podcasts or eventually have us selling cocaine with the Mexicans in the border. But either way, we're going to be getting it cracking. We're going to get this shit cracking. So I do want to give a shout out to them. They're on every Friday. They're on all your podcast listening uh, platforms, Spotify, Anchor. They're part of the Anchor family like us, so it's special love. And so please check them out. So I did want to give them a shout out since this is this episode. Uh, I've been talking to you for about like a week about about like women empowerment. And me and you've been going back and forth on what we were going to talk about, what we weren't going to talk about. You done cussed me out about shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why I really wanted to do this ep- this episode, but I wanted to do it. Look, let's get this straight. Women, especially black women, get shitted on a lot in this world. You guys are the ones that make sure that the household's taken care of. You give us good sex. You make sure your end of the bargain is taken care of. And we expect y'all to look sexy as fuck and be nasty as fuck at all times. And for the most part, y'all pull it off effort, effortlessly. effortlessly. And as a man... I would like to say a progressive man, a forward-thinking man. Even I can think on my dick too much and not really give you guys the flowers and and, and, and well-deserved that you guys need to have. So I wanted to at least take a lot of this episode and just talk about the things I've been seeing and the world has been seeing that has been shaping what, been shaping what the fuck is going on. Because actually... Y'all are kind of whooping ass in the summer of 2020, even with all the shit that's going on. Uh, a lot of the women that uh, I've been seeing protesting through the whole summer, man, uh, they've been kicking ass. They've been kicking ass. Like, every day that there's a protest downtown L.A., I want to say if it's not a woman leading the marches or the chants, then the crowd is, I want to say, at least 60 to 70% women. 90% black women. And then when, I, when it's less than 90% black women, you guys are still representing. Like, um, there's this one Black Lives Matter bus that comes around here, like, every so often during the protest. And it's got this sister on here that be talking cash shit with a DJ. And her job is just to motivate the crowd and every once in a while tell the police, fuck them. That is her job. And she does that shit with motherfucking perfection. And she's, <laughs> and she's got a sexy voice, but she, and, 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 and this is what I love about it. They say that women shouldn't use their, their, their physical attributes and shit. You're supposed to use both. Use your brain and your beauty. Fuck them up from both ends. And that's what she do. Because all you see is this beautiful chocolate sister on this big-ass podium with this ghetto-looking bus driving by. And she just talking the most pro-black cash shit you have ever heard in your life. And it just catches you like, oh, shit. Hell, yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> black Lives Matter. So 
you know. Hey, yeah, she make you want to do it. So that's what I wanted to really just concentrate. And then also the other bullshit, you know, all the shit we've been talking about, the ups, the downs, what, 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 uh, the controversies and all that shit. Cause, and I like talking to you, Myra, because you represent a block of women that don't get a lot of props. Like you're a forward thinking black woman. Like you understand to be classy and you understand to be refined and you understand that you have to hold yourself a certain way in the world. But you also know that they ain't finna have you have you stuck up and 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 and, and looking at you like like you Mother Teresa and shit and that you and that you deserve to get loose and that you deserve to be yourself, your full complete self. But that's what's taking over now. Like, I don't know. Me and you argued about half this shit this week. So I wanted to ask you, instead of me just blurbing off information I got, I wanted to ask you, with everything you'd have seen within the last, let's just, let's just take the summer, and, like, women doing what they're doing, no matter if it's TV shows, no matter if it's music, no matter if it's speeches, no matter if it's politics, no matter if it's art, whatever. What? How do you feel? Do you feel there's a new black woman empowerment movement going on? Not just a woman's movement, but a black woman movement. I think that was With something. Beyonce. I, I think that was something huge. Beyonce. Yeah. Cause let's just get this straight, Myra. As a kid, when we were growing up, you you fight like the boys. You'd hang around with the boys, but you was a girly girl, and you were feminine.
but from what I'm seeing, like, all right, so me and you've had this conversation about for like 16 times this week between Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, the song, WAP, and all that shit, and we both had our opinions on it. But and uh, the day you was like, that shit is not an empowering song. And you're right, it's not an empowering song. The movement behind it is what's empowering. And like I told you, it's the narrative of you guys actually controlling this shit. Because like I said, there's more women like you than there are of Cardi B's or Michelle Obama's. You know what I'm saying? More women are more down the middle of the road like you guys. Not saying neither one of them hold each other's values or attributes or whatever. I'm pretty sure Michelle can bust it down on the floor for Barack. And we've seen Cardi B even try to talk to attempt to talk to Bernie Sanders. So we know, you know what I'm saying, y'all go both sides of the spectrum. But for the most part, women are in the middle. And it seems like you guys get an unfair representation because... As a guy, a guy can be a thug, he can be a gentleman, he can be a goon, he can be scandalous, he can be a dog-ass nigga, and then I can turn around and be a good dad, I can be stand-up, I can stab morals and all that shit. You feel me? I can be all of that in one guy, and it's okay. I'm just complexed. Women, oh no, either you're a queen or a slut. And you guys, especially black women, especially black women, white women, they can get away with that shit. They're just a little, you know, just a little wild. Black women, Latino women, especially black women, no. Oh, yeah. If you are not wearing a long dress and holding yourself in a certain manner, then you will probably bust it open for the world. And that don't even be the case. That don't even be the case. I, you are my best friend. I've known you for years. And although you know you who you are. You are a woman, and you hold yourself as such. And I always trip me. Go ahead. Got to. It's, it's, I think it's more of the world and the sexualization of, of women. Um, uh, Netflix got a new show coming out, Cuties. And it's about 11-year-old little girls. And when I tell you the... I saw that see, picture. Stop sexualizing girls, period, but especially young black girls. And you and you don't know how to act in your quote unquote ghetto and all this shit. Never mind that you're never mind if you're expressing yourself in a different way. But see, that's 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 why I've always been attracted to more of the normal. They call them hood girls, but I've been attracted more to the normal normal women because they were comfortable in themselves. They weren't trying to impress everyone else 
and they ain't got to hide away who they are as people. Shit, they're going to be themselves regardless. And it was up to me as a man to find a mate or a girlfriend or even just a fuck buddy with a brain in her head. That's on my onus. That's not, you know what I'm saying? That that it, that doesn't, um, what I'm trying to say, it didn't make me, um, just because she's from the hood don't mean she's stupid and easy. And it was on me to look for a woman that wasn't stupid and easy. And that just did it. And when I, and as I kept going, it, I found out that a lot of the women from my area, the hood, weren't as stupid and as easy as music or as TV or as even some of us guys even made it seem like. Like a lot of niggas lie on their dick. <laughs> lie on their dick. They lie on their dick and they lie on their experience with the woman because they butt hurt. So, as I was getting older and looking and all that stuff, you know, Mimi, she ain't no, she ain't no, she ain't got tattoos everywhere, but she ain't no, she ain't no, uh, she ain't bougie. She definitely ain't bougie. And so, but she's intelligent, she's kind, she's sweet, she's hard, she's, she's a, she, uh, she has her own mind, she, she thinks critical, she does everything, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and she, she's the shit. And so I've just, and, and so it just came, it, it just, it made me realize that us men have been controlling the narratives that for so much that we are now fucking up the vision that we have for our women. You got a point because a lot of niggas think what they dick, and then when the woman turned out to be crazy. But that brings me to the point of <laughs> that brings me to the point that we control the narrative so much that we think that okay, because she pretty, then that means that she got everything else in together. That means she got a good job. That means her yeah, and then like. Now, so, I think she want to go. She's trying to drop the baby off and go. I keep trying to go. I mean, and then it comes, and then it comes, and then it comes down to like everything else. Like I said, we we as men have controlled the narrative so much 
that now that women are controlling their own narratives, like like you said, men be picking the wrong baby mamas. Well, some of these baby mamas just be like, well, I already knew this nigga wasn't going to be shit. So let me cut ties with him, take care of my baby, and be gone. And some niggas can't handle that. Like, how dare she watch me out the picture? How dare she watch me out the picture? You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like me and you talk about this all the time the last two weeks, like with the WAP song. Like, it wasn't the fact that she was talking nasty. It was the fact that this is her saying what she want to do. Not saying what she want to do to cater you. She's saying what she want to do to get off. And I think that's what, for the guys, it was like, what, bitch? And for the girls, it was like, oh, don't say that. You're going to make us all look fucked up. And I think enough of you women are. I didn't, I didn't care that she said it. I just didn't like the hook that there's some holes in this house. Your But we can't. Yourself, see, that's my friend. She's like, look, don't call me no hoe. She she is not a millennium woman. She don't want to be called no bitch. She don't want to be called no hoe. She don't want to be called no thot. It ain't sexy. Men, if you get with my, my best friend and you happen to get some, don't call her no thot in the middle of sex. She's going to beat you up. You're going to get uppercutted. I, I, I don't mind being called a bitch. I don't. I don't too, too short. Brought me up on bitch. I don't have a problem being called a bitch. But you better watch out. <laughs> so if it's in the middle of some good loving, and I'm like, yeah, give me that. Bend that ass over, hoe. All of it stops. <laughs> but 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 see, as guys, but you get what I'm saying though. It fucked us up. A lot of fucked a lot of niggas, a lot of it fucked a lot of tender dick niggas up. Cause she's now controlling it. Like, yeah, I know you want that. I want to do that too, nigga. I hope you can bang. And they're like, no. So let's fucking niggas up. The other part is, and I like it because a lot of you, <laughs> the dry ass pussy bitches. <laughs> they're upset, and I'm not finna talk about them like that because this show is empowering all women. You know what I'm saying? This, this episode is for all y'all. Whether whether I agree with you or not, or whether you're too scared or not. You know what I'm saying? We, I love you. I want you to understand you are you are valued and I'm fucking with you without kissing your ass and you know making it seem all fake and weird. We are fucking with you as a representative of men, real men in the world. We are really fucking with you. We really want to know what's up. We want to know how can we make this better on both ends. So we can still be masculine men and be the protectors and the providers and the guys that make it exciting and make that make that make that wop wop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and make it wop. We want to be that, but at the same time, we do want to change and evolve and understand, you know what I'm saying, what's going on now. And so that's why I'm having this episode, and that's why I'm asking these questions. That's why I was on you so hard about this shit, because these are the conversations that we need to have. First of all, we need to show props that women are running this shit in the summer. Like, I want to talk to talk about a couple of women, not just Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. I do want to talk about Meg Thee Stallion telling on Tory Lanez, but let's get that in a minute. But I wanted to talk about women as a whole, like like my homegirls who, who's doing their podcast, like uh, Linda and, and, and um, Linda and Rob, they're doing their podcast. You, you're doing your podcast and you're working on your bras. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, Corey Bush. Corey Bush is the Black Lives Matter activist from uh from um St. Louis who's now in Congress. Who's now about to be in Congress. She just came from getting almost getting evicted on Section Eight, and now she's in Congress. And she was on Decent Romero last night with some big old hoop earrings, being black and beautiful like yeah, unapologetic. And that's what's beautiful. I want to see that. I want to see my sisters who can be intelligent but still wear the fuck out of a sundress. You shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to pick one or the other. And white women don't have to do it. They're they're prided on being sexy and smart. Hell, look at motherfucking my G.I. Joe men. Hell, um um Scarlet. Scarlet beat your ass, but was like number one in CIA intelligence. And sexy as hell for a little G.I. Joe action figure. Ooh, that sounded creepy as fuck. I hope I can edit that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but only black women have to choose between being sexy or smart. And if they're both, then they're bitches. I've noticed that. Y'all can't. Hello? Oh, I often talk about, oh, fuck, we fucked up. No, I'm just kidding. No, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. No, no, but uh, I noticed that, though. It's like y'all can't have a playing field, but y'all are not taking no for an answer this time. Y'all are tearing shit out of people's hands. Like, fuck but that. You just, you just got to remember that. When you, when you, when you, when you have the Like, and we coming through. Like Issa Rae with Insecure. Yes. Um, uh, Cicely Tyson being nominated uh, for an Emmy for uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Just a lot of women are doing great things. Um, oh, Viola Davis by... I was just going to say about the, Viola Davis. The, Not enough of, but but see that's the thing that I hate. Them, it's only six of them niggas that's doing that shit. But it seems like they count for the rest of us. Like, okay, because it's them niggas doing it, and I'm not gonna lie, it's usually niggas that's appealing to the eye on ladies' terms yeah. because they're doing some fuck shit that y'all been letting slide. And we gonna be honest, y'all been letting shit slide. Forever, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, yeah. been letting shit slide. Now all of a sudden, instead of just slapping them niggas in the hand, we all gotta pay for that shit. And as a black man, we getting tired of that shit. Now I know a lot of it is internet shit. Me and you both know the internet don't run real life, but yeah. enough of it, goddamn, caters and uh, seeps into real life to where we have to deal with that shit every day. Whether it's a regular guy coming out the grocery store and saying hello. And we get the most fucked up snarl look back. Or whether it's motherfucking 
like you said, uh, a woman get out of line and how do you tell me instead of us us having a disagreement some either me or you a man or a woman going big at each other for no fucking reason like blowing up like to the point where men are doing dumb shit like shooting making a stain in the foot <laughs> you know what i'm saying like some, like, some, like like damn i'm not even gonna go all the way there but just doing dumb shit and i noticed that like I noticed that I don't know. It's not. It, 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 I'm not just gonna say. Yeah. We can't. Not only just more than complimented, Myra. Not no, even just more no, than that. Just being a man's place. No, no, no. At the same time, as a guy, I do understand why. I do understand why. Man, I understand why. Having 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 you as a best friend and having homegirls and, and, and nieces now and shit, niggas is thirsty and weird. Like thirsty, thirsty. Like y'all, like we are we as men are thirsty as fuck. And we think because we got a dick and girl about four girls told us we cute. And that just gives us the permission to just be fucked up and fuck it up for everybody else. Let me tell you my experience with thirsty and weird. I have guys that we talk. Me and the guy, we cool. First thing he do is send me a dick pic. But it's not just, it's not just the black guy. The white guy did it too. Those are unwanted things. If we didn't ask you to send us a picture, don't send us a picture of your dick player. She said it one more time. tell you this though as a guy on the other end who sent penis pics that's what but that's what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah might have been warranted ladies ladies i'm not sending rant you ain't never gonna catch me sending you a random as a friend request mama warranted and asked for it and i don't send them now because i got a girl mimi you the only one that had a dick pic I promise. I promise. I promise. She's gonna see you one later, baby. <laughs> she gonna be like, I see this shit already at home. What the fuck I gotta pick her for? But no. I think we're like like I said, we are stuck we are uh as guys 
we need to ask these questions so we can get all this shit out the way because we really want to know. For the most part, guys don't want to go around the planet. We don't want to go around our lives being creep balls. You know what I'm saying? Um, or you don't want to be Trey Songz when somebody tells that you a creep and he trying to make it like, no, I'm not a creep. But then you show your text messages to show that you really are a creep. You idiot. <laughs> you just proved the point. See, and that's another thing. I, I could never understand for the life. All right. Shout out to my nigga Trey. And so we understand. We understand Trey did not rape anybody. These were all willing participants. These were all willing participants. But, but, as a guy with the Kiki Palmer thing, you know which women are with the business and which ones not. You even know, even the ones that are conservative. You know if we all talk a little bit and you get her comfortable enough, then she's going to be comfortable to do what she want to do. But then you also know the one girl who's not like that. You need to leave her alone. Kiki seemed like she ain't that one. So you can't get mad at her or make her feel bad for not wanting to join your sex game. That's weird. That's weird. Also, making females stay at your house that don't want to stay. Let them go home. Get the fuck out. Can't make you stay here if you don't want to stay here. Behavior it, it, like it, that. It, it, it don't get us wrong. No, she, she did. She had no problem with it. She just was mad he peed on her lashes. <laughs> she was mad. <laughs> that's what, see, that's the thing that fucked me up. Because when I heard the video and they're going through it, I'm thinking that she's about to say, you know, he forced myself on me. He did this and that. But then as she explains it, it's not even a big deal what she's explaining. I'm like, what did he do fucked up? And then she said he took her phone and took her shit and wouldn't let it go and leave it alone and all that shit. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. Look, Trey, if you don't want nobody knowing you piss on bitches, make them sign the non non closure, a non disclosure NDA, whatever the fuck that is. Make them sign that shit, or don't piss on bitches. Find a sign a non disclosure agreement. Make them sign that shit, or don't piss on bitches. But it's gonna come out. <laughs> If you don't say, it's gonna come out. Me, honestly, if I, I if I'm the pisser, fuck it, let it out. You look crazy in this motherfucker. <laughs> Who's gonna look more fucked up? Especially when they found out you were willing to get pissed on. But, but as a woman, she should be able to do what she wants to sexually. Nobody should look at her weird. If that's what she fucking likes, then that's what the fuck she likes. Only part is, guys, can't be thirsty and can't be trying to hold a, hold a woman for hostage. That's not cool. Let her go. <laughs> Just don't do nothing. You can't. Don't do nothing with her that 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 you that you afraid to reveal later on. Say this for the ladies. For those who's offended by what Cardi B said, 
calm the fuck down. Don't suck every man dick like that. Suck your husband's dick like that. <laughs> Don't suck every man's dick like that. Just like, oh, that's another thing. That's that was one of the other things too. So, men. Don't be creepy and thirsty. One of the other things is you don't do the nasty shit to every. I think that's another thing why everybody was put off with what's been going on the last couple of weeks between not only between Megan Stallion and Tory Lane, not only with the WAP thing, but with the relationship between men and women in general. It seems like this generation's just got everything out to bear. Like what we was talking about, right, what we was what we was talking about. How you was like, I can't take it. There, women eating ass and shit. <laughs> that fucked you up but see i was talking to my homegirl and she was telling me my little homegirl was like 28 and she was explaining to me that this is just the way of the world everybody's extra kinky but here's the thing i have to tell men and women i you know you know me Myra. i like it nasty and dirty but you can't do this shit with everybody you can't you can't these these tricks you guys are doing are only meant for a, for a very particular few, a.k.a. your husband and wife, but even if you are a nasty freak, these are known for, this shit you're doing is known for very particular people. You don't do this with everybody. Number one, y'all gonna catch hepatitis C. <laughs> number two, number two is putting you out there in more of a wilder sense than you're able to handle. Like, remember, like, go ahead. Song purposes, I understood. She was saying it for a song, but yeah, you gonna use if you got that wop, you ain't got to worry about screaming that shit out. The guy will scream that for you. You got that shit. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if you got little, hold on. Matter of fact, if you got that wop, I'm gonna act like Tory Lanez. <laughs> I mean, I guess, hey, look, look, look. And, and to get to that, let me ask you something, Myra. Number one, is Megan the Stallion snitching? No. You shoot me, I'm telling on you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Number two, was Megan wrong for trying to protect Tory from the police issues? With all the shit going on, I could, I, and I could explain last that to person, you. <laughs> last person, even with the registration, even with this dude having the, the license to carry, the cops still shot them. Yep. So I'm with Megan that I wouldn't have been too open to tell the cops that it was a gun in the car. They don't care about us, and the police are a gang. I don't care what nobody say. No, they're a gang. <laughs> I'm from LA, California. They're a fucking gang. It's Crips, Bloods, Mexicans, LAPD. <laughs> you need to know that. You need to know that in that order. In gangs. You need to know that. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Um, first of all, I, I, I've been, whole, you know, I've been saying this. 
Tory Lanez was a hoe-ass nigga for shooting Megan for whatever reason it went down for. There is no, there is no justification for you shooting anyone. Not, not just, there's no justification for you shooting anyone if it wasn't in self-defense, and especially a woman, and especially a black woman that you call yourself a friend, lover, acquaintance, whatever the fuck it is. That was never supposed to happen like that, my nigga. You supposed to have way more self-control than that, my nigga. Well, he acted like a small little baby. No, he acted like a whole-ass nigga. Let's get that right. No, not no baby. You a whole-ass nigga. You was a whole, whole-ass nigga for shooting a woman. First of all, what made you get that upset that you had to put a blower out? On some celebrity shit. Y'all not in the streets. Y'all not getting popped on. Nobody's getting robbed, nigga. So what made you feel like you was that man to pull the goddamn blower out? And then you popped her. Nigga, you popped her. You popped that motherfucker. That's not cool at all. At all. There's nothing There's nothing that you can say. There's. She's not wrong. There's nothing. Nothing. You's a whole ass nigga and you get what you deserve. Now with that being said. That is one black man that's a whole ass nigga. The rest of us for most likely don't think like that. And for those who do, we condemn them wholeheartedly. Oh, and don't be Trey Songz out here uh, trying to keep women hostage and doing crazy stuff to them. I'm, I definitely want to co-sign with, with uh, Deuce when it comes down to <laughs> having signed something. Because it, it fucked me up. It, it fucked me up because I like him and I like Tory Lanez and I like Tr- uh, 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 Trey, uh, Trey songs. And I'm like, Trey, don't fuck this up, my nigga, because I ain't got too many sex, uh, sexy R&B songs to knock, knock, knock my boo down to. You fucking me. Y'all fucking me up. It's like they come. I can't, can't knock you down to R. Kelly because then I think every song is this nigga in a row for a 14 year old. And now I don't want Trey. I don't want Trey because Trey now, nah, nigga, I don't want to. You, you, you kidnapping bitches and, and peeing on them. Oh, Trey. You fucking up my life, nigga. You fucking up my life. But I do get. But I will ask a question for all the men out there. Because no woman likes a soft ass dude. They like a man with confidence. They like a man with some kind of ambition, drive. That a man that's gonna stand up and be a man. Yep. That's what turns y'all on. That's what get it whop. <laughs> but. <laughs> so so but if we're told. That's not cool anymore. Then what else can we do? Because it's now because we're, we're trying to find out, huh? Who said it's not cool to stand up for yourself? Not even not that part, but we're now finding out. Like, all right, for um, black men don't protect black women. That's like the ongoing thing now. Black men don't protect black women. Black men don't protect black women. So in order for us to help y'all feel more safe, but still. For us to be men and do the man shit that you guys like that keeps y'all attracted to us, what's the common ground? Like we know, bam, we didn't say it. Don't be thirsty. And and don't and, and 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 don't get all overreactive and shoot your girl in the toe. Bam. We got those two. Got those two. <laughs> what, what else can a man do? Listen. Be like, hey, you you want me to handle this? 
I remember one time me and Mimi went over to her cousin's house and he had a bunch of people over there and one of them was over there was trying to get with Mimi and the nigga was acting all cute and slick and all this shit. And I didn't... But she didn't. She just let him do whatever. She didn't trip, you know what I'm saying? He didn't get out too out of land. He didn't try to put his hands on her or nothing and nothing like that. Exactly. Nigga was, nigga was being cute. But... I'm not that type of nigga to show out like that. I'm not that guy, because to me, you look like a dumbass anyway. If that's my girl... She going home with me. Yeah. So I'm not finna be all, what nigga, what the fuck, nigga? And if I do do that, if I do do that, I really mean this shit. And I'm not trying to do that in front of Mimi, because nine times out of ten, we're going to be throwing blows. So when I did talk to old boy, it was outside, outside of her view, so that this nigga understood... We're not doing this shit for no for no brownie points, nigga. We're doing this shit for real. And 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 and, I, and that's the way I was raised because because I just I, I don't know being all loud like that don't make her stay. But at the same, but but what you're telling me, but what, Closing with all this, men, with all this, with all these, with this one, with this black woman movement, men need to still be men. Yeah. But shut the fuck up, and don't be so thirsty. I saw that too. I saw a little bit of that. So that was Master P talking shit to other rich people. Oh, 
And same thing with the dick pic. Ladies, if a guy has is, is got it popping, he's got some bread on him, don't think he's automatically a trick. Don't, don't think just because he got money and he's spending it don't mean that he just want to spend it on getting some pussy from you. And don't make it seem like he's stupid because he do that. Because a lot of us understand that a lot of us do this shit not because we're so hard up for the pussy. We do this shit because we don't feel like having to entertain the rest of the shit that come with trying to get your pussy. So that means giving you some money to get to point A to point B. We can cut all the other, other shit. There you go. <laughs> If I heard her, OG say, I'd rather just give her the money so she can go home. Man. So, <laughs> so be careful with that, ladies. Yeah, yeah. It's time to, got, it's time to stop because, man, you're going to be hurt. You think you're think finessing this nigga. You're not really finessing him. He like, eh. Kind of worked on my, kind of worked in my favor. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted this bitch to go home. See, I got to get off. <laughs> All right, for sure, for sure. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Deserving report. This is Deuce Means. And we out this motherfucker. I'll talk to you later, man.